Welcome on in, everybody. Welcome to Breakfast at Ruby's Pride Special. We're doing a panel on sexuality on this day. I'm your moderator slash host, Project Ruby. Yes, hello. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Project Ruby. Instagram and TikTok, the Project Ruby, because homophobia, unfortunately, is still present in my life. But that's quite all right, because I have a wonderful list of lovely panelists joining me on this day starting with dina glyph hi who are you what are you doing here hello friends hi nice to meet everybody my pronouns are he him i identify as a gay male a gay man and i'm here to read chaos hi friends yes we love to see it a mm -hmm. gay on this chat on this, <laughs> Not this. Wait, are there gay people here apparently so no Apparently so. Only, only for this month. Only for this yes. month. Yeah, only for mm -hmm. June 2021, <laughs> yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. July July 1st, we're all something else. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, that's couldn't couldn't be couldn't be here. Get get the redactors <laughs> off of my screen. I don't want to watch mm -hmm. that. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. Another redactor that we want to hear from is Go JG. Hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Jess, go underscore JG in most of the places online. Uh, my pronouns are she and they. Uh, I'm a queer Canadian non-binary femme. Icon. Mess of a person <laughs> with, you know, labels sometimes, labels not sometimes. That's that's a fucking mood. <laughs> that's a mood right there. Hi, Lotus, aka Lotus Loves Hi. Lotus. Hello, Hi, who are you? I'm Lotus. I'm a big old lesbian first and foremost. Uh, I love indie games, love some fashion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I can be found at Lotus Loves Lotus pretty much everywhere also on the internet, so thank you. We love that, we love that. Also, hi Sin, hello. Greetings and salutations. Who are you, what so. are you doing here? <laughs> Not me asking that as if all of you broke into the stream, <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, what's going on? <laughs> this call rolls in. You I'm just, just here to crash the party. They said they had coffee and almonds here, so I'm here for coffee and almonds. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can always well, promise some no caffeine game. and some nuts. I found this in the kitchen. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but, but aside from that, hi, my name is Sinziak. You can find me in most places as, well, you can find me here on Twitch at least as Sinziak. You can find me on Twitter as Sinziak Beta talking about stories and all of the things around that. And also, my pronouns are he, they. Yes. Love to see it. Love to see it. Hi, Julian. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Julian. Also, and also known as the underscore Juliancito on Twitch, Twitter, pretty much everywhere else you can find me. Um, my pronouns are he, him, and I am a queer trans man. Yes. Hey. Hi, Brian, aka Urban Bohemian. Hey there. Uh, I am. Oh, goodness. See, now I'm going to burp. And there's no even <laughs> channel point redaction. I told you it happens. Y'all didn't believe me. <laughs> um, I'm Urban Bohemian pretty much everywhere on the internet. Um, you can call me Herb for short. I'm a variety streamer. I am a very loud tweeter and a fun dancer and maker of food and drinks and wear of unicorn onesies with like leather. Because, you know. Because <laughs> pride. That's how you do. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. 
So uh, obviously my first question was going to be how you identify, but obviously all of you, all of you just snatched that away from me. Uh, but that's quite all right. Um, I actually wanted to um, say, because I didn't introduce myself in that way, so I'm a polysexual, uh, non-binary individual. And so, um, yeah, I think we can kind of, um, we one of our topics is about how kind of like, we came about like learning about our identity, especially with like labels and things changing and as we discover ourselves. Um, so I think it could be very interesting to uh, kind of get into that of like how how your journey was, what led you to coming out, all of that fun, not so fun journey because coming out is not a one and done kind of thing as we as we've learned throughout our experiences as being queer folks. So, uh, yeah, how, how was that for y'all? Mine was a pretty simple journey, actually. Well, not coming to terms with who I am, but the, the coming out process of it was fairly simple. Like, I've always been someone who was interested in the arts and stuff like that. And I went to, like, just, like, a local school that had, like, singing lessons with, like, a group of people and it was like relatively cheap and one time my brother was like oh um are you aren't you like one of the only guys doing singing lessons uh don't people think you're gay and i was like um i don't know and then later that day out of spite i was i came out to my parents i was like so he said this and this and this Not and i am spite. gay so <laughs> what's up with that and like both of my parents were like um, love it <laughs> um, both of them were like shook for some reason then looking back my mom was like I remember having that conversation with my mom later of like looking back like I literally kind of knew but like I didn't really put the pieces together or like I didn't guess want to believe it or whatever until I actually came out and then she processed it and she was like oh yeah it checks out so uh <laughs> love that um and then my journey with non my non-binary identity was very casual I didn't like do a proper come out situation. Like I was just going about my business and like streaming and doing content creation. And then I just kind of got into conversations like that about like gender identity and stuff like that. And kind of realizing that, uh, not really realizing, but going on that journey and, and kind of putting the labels together and being like, huh, I think non-binary is the label that fits me best for now. So, uh, it, it's it's been kind of that journey, but the gender identity journey is is, is such an interesting one because for a lot of the times it's like sometimes we come out f about our sexuality and then we're like okay let me explore my gender identity now that I've figured that one out and then it's a whole thing <laughs> and vice versa it happens both ways so uh, what was your journeys like I I, I, I stare. I, I am going, I'm going <laughs> last because there will be laughter and tears. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I'll go uh, first then. Yes. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm into fashion, and that's a lot of what led to it because I feel like uh, a lot of the hard thing about realizing you're a lesbian is that uh, like femininity and womanhood are very much tied to the idea of desiring men. So if you admit that you're a lesbian, then to yourself or to a lot of people, you're admitting that you're like not really a woman. Mm. And so when I started exploring fashion a little bit more, that's like what really cemented in my head that gender is like kind of 
just nonsense. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like if you if you do any level of fashion history, you know that like in the 1950s, women weren't allowed to wear pants because pants were for men. And so that really cemented that like, there's things that I feel like I have to do because I'm a woman and there's things that I actually like to do. And that I can be feminine and be a woman and be a lesbian and those don't have to uh, conflict with one another. And obviously it's oversimplified because that took like years. But uh, I think that uh, how you dress and just dressing in, in whatever you like is going to lead to you uh, knowing a lot more about yourself. So that was fun. Yes. <laughs> we are so polite. Everybody, do, do we, do I just start pointing out names and I'm just like, <laughs> is this like a classroom and I'm like, so it's your turn next. Um, you get to talk now. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, it's, wow. It's been a very long, it was a long time ago, but um, there, I think for me, it was, it was very obvious that I was never um, straight, like to me. And then I grew up, um, I grew up in the South, black, in case you couldn't tell. And, (laughs) you know, and it it was like any kind of, uh, the toxic, the toxic masculinity was just everywhere. So any kind of diversion from anything like, you know, like my dad would smack my wrist if it got limp, like over the couch watching TV and be Mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but no, I, I kind of realized that a while ago. Coming out wasn't great because there was there was the like confessional time with the parents and the long conversations and the them having super denial and like wiping it out of their minds and then later on being like, wait, oh, you were serious? And I'm like, we had an entire conversation about this and there was crying and yelling and screaming. And um yeah. But when I when I um graduated and went away to college, it was a lot. It was a lot easier because there were actual other gay people to be around. Um, and, and yeah, since, since then, everything, moving, moving away from that environment, essentially me being able to define myself on my terms and not having to like be in a rough environment really kind of helped since then. Oh my god, the limp wrist conversation. I literally had that yesterday with my chat. I was like, I love that I'm at a point in my life where I joke about it because for so long I literally overanalyzed every single, like, not crossing my legs and, like, trying to, like, not have limp wrists because that was a thing that I didn't even know that I did. And until, you know, I did and people made fun of me. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but yeah, more coming out stories. I, I put on my goggles. I stare. Eye emoji. <laughs> I'm going next. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the, I had like a similar one to them. Uh, so like, I'm a person of color, very South Asian, and in like the South Asian community, it's more you worry more what other people think of you rather than what they think of you. So my big, my parents' biggest fear. So I came out when I was, I came out very late, I think, in terms of like, I don't know timescales you hear now, but I came out when I was 21. Um, and it was after I had, like, I've got a twin brother just for reference. So they thought we're both the same. He's a heterosexual, I'm homosexual. And they thought we were all the same until the 21st, I came back from university and said, no, like I never was. Um, I didn't know. I think I was a late boomer. Um, I didn't really have any sexual attraction to anyone 
until I was about 16, 17. And then I think I just went with it. So I went to an all boys school. So I think innately, there's a lot of like homophobia in an all boys school, because if you're seen to, you know, have any sort of, you know, feminine traits, that's like a, a weakness, like the entire kind of school pounced on. But I think it was almost like I was conditioned to do what I needed to do to survive. And the second I left that environment and I was able to like be whoever I wanted to be, didn't have any fear of who was watching, who was around me. It was when I was able to kind of realize, no, like I don't like any of those things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really, it's kind of similar to Irvin. Like I came back and I, we had this whole one-to-one, -one, we cried. And then like literally like a year ago, my mom was just like, so like, what about her? And I just went, are you okay? Like nothing, nothing <sighs> changed. And I was just like, still? And I'm like, not that. I was like, not, not the still. I'm like, yes, yes, still. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it was still, I still wouldn't say we're at a good place where I'm 100% comfortable, but we've definitely progressed a long time or a long place where we uh, started from. We hate to see that. Honestly, yeah. that was a thing. Um, that's that for a while, it was kind of a thing. I feel like it's every once in a while, my mom has to like give my dad a reminder because mm -hmm. he will like every once in a while be like, because he does like, um, he works in construction and stuff like that. So he works like, he fixes a lot of like old ladies' houses and stuff like that. And sometimes they have like a daughter or something that's like around my age. Yeah. And he's like, oh, her daughter is so nice and she's great. And like, yeah. I'm like, uh -huh. Fantastic. <laughs> and then like I go I go to my room and I just hear my mom being like, What are you doing? <laughs> what you are know you what? Doing? I would just I would absolutely have taken that moment to be like, Where does she like to go and do her nails? I would love to go just to see what happens. <laughs> Could you imagine? I love that like belated like still? This is like because yeah. we definitely we definitely had the phrase like mm -hmm. phase back mm -hmm. back in the uh in the 90s of oh well it's 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 like just a phase like oh you go to like everyone goes to college and turns queer that's not how it works not, although for a lot of us that is how it works you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> they're just like see these college people done ruined you it's like no i couldn't do that at your house yeah i never could do that. that at my dorm so i did several times yeah right Oh my god. Yeah. Honestly, 2012 was when I came out and my brother hit me with the, oh, phase, uh, it's, you, you think you are because of the things you watch. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> my, so I, right. my blamed, I went to a predominantly white university and he quote unquote said, I think you just were around a lot of white people and that's probably why I was like, <laughs> not that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I <laughs> the, way like, that, the way that we're all having a moment at the same time because we <laughs> yeah. all heard that at least once uh, <laughs> you know geez. went to the mountains with all of these yeah. wild white people and now you came back and you're gay it's like <laughs> i don't know if you understand that's not how this works no <laughs> i was wearing a wig at your house at the age of seven the answer is no <laughs> that's not how that works i just oh thought goodness. dresses were cool like they are they swoosh, but they are nice. though I mean, they like you know, they're fun and comfortable. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, coming out. Said, <laughs> yeah, I just love the way that you said that your brother was like because of the things you watched, and I'm like, okay, yeah, which cartoon made me gay in particular? Like which, like <laughs> Johnny? We could be here all day for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, you like it's because of the things that you watch. Have you considered that maybe that's why I was watching? The you know what? 
<laughs> uh -huh, on 80s right. toys, everything was ripped muscle, so we can talk all day. <laughs> Let's talk about hey. Demon and the Masters of the Universe if we're going yeah. to be real about it. Oh, Shira. Um. Anyways, um, <laughs> I could go. I could go. It, I don't have like a good story because uh, I didn't have like one big coming out. Like I just had a very long discovery journey where I always knew I was di like, I always knew I was different. Like I was a little, little, little kid. Didn't even know what romance was. And I'd be like watching like because media turns us gay. Uh, you know, I'd watch Reportedly, Power Rangers yeah. and I'd yeah, and I'd be like, oh, I want to smooch the pink ranger, but I also want to smooch the green ranger, and I want to smooch them both at the same time. <laughs> like, and that, that was... That sounds like taste to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, watching the green right? ranger a little bit, but I don't know. Tommy was a jerk. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say anything for my early tastes. They've changed a lot. But anyways... <laughs> But I always knew like that sort of thing. And then I'd like, like in real life, I would in fact smooch a boy and be like, okay, I'm straight. And then I'd smooch a girl. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm a lesbian. And I would be like very confused. And so it was a long time of, you know, I, I there wasn't anything that I was aware of that was showing, um, you know, anything aside from like, you were lucky to find I was lucky to find gay culture or anything like that, but I wouldn't see anything that was a little like more polysexual or pansexual or bisexual. And so I would be like, am I broken? Like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> and well, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> but like, I always kind of just did, I was like, whatever, I'm gonna do what I like. And I like people regardless of like, I don't need to look inside someone's pants to know that I like them. If I like a person, I like a person. I like the person, like not, not a particular one quantitative thing about them. Um, and so like, I, I do remember when I first saw the word pansexual and I was like, huh, well, shucks. Okay. Like, you know, to like someone just cause you like someone regardless of, I was like, that sounds, so I'm, I am, there are words, there are words, discovering there are words, I think mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm is why earlier I said, like, I hate labels, but labels have a place and labels have a purpose and labels have a very good place in discovery and community and those sorts of things. Labels have a huge, wonderful place in that. But then sometimes, you know, they don't fully encompass all the things we are and all the things we feel. Uh, so I did just spend a lot of my time, even though I didn't know exactly what my labels were, I was like, I know I'm different. I know I'm this, like, I just always knew and I never had like one particular coming out. I would just, you know, with my friends, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm smooching this person now. I'm smooching that one now. Like, you know what I mean? And then and then I, I've technically never come out to like my parents, but my mom follows me on Twitter. Hi mom, my sister comes and watches me on Twitch sometimes where I shout <laughs> nonstop, hi, I'm queer, hi. <laughs> so there's no way like, <laughs> It's, it's nothing I've intentionally hidden. It's just also nothing I, it's just the journey I've taken and the person I've been my whole life. So I don't have I a big, a big one thing. Well, you know, like while we're here, because it's so early in the month, I think it's important to say, hey, if you just, if your realization was just kind of like, 
you know, uh, like a small constant stream and not like a dramatic event mm -hmm. or whatever. That's mm -hmm. also a wonderful and valid thing. And honestly speaking, kudos to you because not having to deal with family on holidays and having to have <laughs> like all of the related cinematic drama behind it, bless y'all for, for not having to deal with that. Oh, don't get me wrong. My family's still like, hey, when are you going to have a baby? And I just laugh in their faces. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just you like, Hi, I am baby. <laughs> <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> have you seen my two cats? They are the best children. Excuse me. <laughs> There's this Absolutely. Pokemon I caught the other day. Does that count? <laughs> not the Pokemon. Not Pokemon you open no. Pokemon Go and you're like, here's my babies. I've worked very hard to get them. This one was a special event. Be proud of me. <laughs> Does your baby have perfect IVs? I don't think so. <laughs> wow. Release. Shade, I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll go next because it's, because I, this is going to be funny. So, um, to kind of preface all this other stuff, there's just been a lot of things where along the course of my life, people are just like, I'm pretty sure that you're like, like you have to like be gay or at the very least not straight specifically because you don't seem to have like this really strong interest in girls. Is it because you like guys? And I'm just like, I mean, maybe, but also this is the precursor to finding out like some two decades and a half later that I was just ace. And that and that is a thing. So, right? It was right. one of those things like, hey, maybe just because I don't like people doesn't, you know, like there are things that you could just like not categorize and just ask me questions about. But I'm going to paint a picture for you. It was, I was like, uh, what, um, two or three years ago in the before times and on a cruise with my mom. Heavy drinking had occurred. Um, at this time, I am I am dating a person. This person happens to be a guy. And because I'm very sappy and sentimental, they're on my phone screensaver. So Aww. like we're just sitting here and, you know, hanging out and having a time, and my mom is having this conversation with her friends while being drunk about how like how do you deal with bisexual people? And I'm just sitting here. Well. <laughs> because this conversation had not been had and I'm just like. Well. And much like Herb, here I am. Like my home is, my home-ish is in Georgia at the age of 10. So like we've been here for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, she sees this person on my screensaver. It's like, who is this? <laughs> um, also, also note, um, I have a person who could be dating somebody for like 10 years and like two people will know about it because normally it's just, I'm very like casual about it. So it's kind of like, um, that's my boyfriend. So like she's hungover and distressed because she is now having to deal with the fact that, oh, this is an actual thing. And so we're disembarking from the boat at sunrise and she's just like, wait, what is this? I don't, what is happening? Mind you, I'm just sitting here like, I, and so we are like riding in the taxi. She's just looking at me like, the whole time? How long has this been a thing? It's like, we've been dating for almost two years. 
why didn't you tell me about this? Do you see the way that you're reacting now? I'm also in a confined <laughs> space and trying not to jump out of the car. <laughs> we get to the airport and she has called. I have, I'm the oldest of many siblings. She called all five of them back home and was just kind of like, you will not believe. Oh my goodness. Because, but for extra dramatic effect, because, you know, these are the things that people do when they're mildly hungover. She is on speakerphone at the airport. So I can hear (laughs) both sides of the conversation across the concourse. (laughs) Listen, y'all came here for stories, so Uh... I'm going to give y'all stories, okay? So she's just like, I don't like, what am I supposed to do? And they were just like, I mean, I don't like, by the way, I need to talk to y'all about how the fact that my mom had a freak out moment, but I have like God tier siblings for this moment. Um, One, is he okay? Two, give him a hug. Three, Aww. I think he's still your son and he's still our brother. So what's the problem? What's the, what's the problem? And they're just like, and so, we flew all the way back home. Not another word was said. Like, you just drove in, like, stone silence all the way back home. Oh, no. And I go to my house, and she goes to hers. And they have, basically, they have, like, a whole clan meeting without me being there because I'm sleeping. And everybody was kind of like, what you are not going to do is make him feel bad. We know people who have actually gone through things, and some of them have done terrible and tragic things because they don't have families that accept them. We don't do that around here. Call him immediately and apologize. It was it was a wonderful time. Aww. Siblings were siblings were on point. So it was it was intense, but it it had a really good ending to it. Mm-hmm. And then like sometime later kind of like is that still yes. How long <laughs> is that gonna be a thing? Like I mean probably until I'm dead. <laughs> not how long that's still gonna be a thing <laughs> so like uh... you know something as long as you're okay you know something we can deal with that that's a compromise we can deal with right <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know just for just for everybody here because we enjoy this part of story time part two so like how do your relationships work exactly? Like, and I'm almost oh like, God. I, I'm a, I'm gonna be like, here's, here's what I'm gonna tell you. Respectfully, you don't want to answer to this question, so I'm just gonna tell you not to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. like, truthfully, there was no answer to be given because nothing had happened. But also, it's kind of like mind your business. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good way to go about it. But that was such a sweet story, honestly, with, like, the way your siblings reacted. I was like, oh, I feel like all of us were like, oh, I'm melting. <laughs> see, I wish my siblings reacted like that. My siblings just waited to see everyone else's reaction before they reacted. And I was like, <laughs> this is this is the old time when you're meant to be like, no, but we love him. <laughs> they were just like, are they going to kill you? No, okay. I... <laughs> Not <laughs> like, this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we need to also talk about how there are a whole bunch of people like making side comments about which of the people like I was traveling with a group of people on that cruise. Mm. There was like because it was like a friends and family thing. And there was a lot of side commentary that has happened significantly less since then about whose particular sons, daughters, other relatives may or may not be gay and having side chatter about it because they were just like, oh, see, 
we thought that was funny, but now that's like my kid in my house. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, got no. real. It's got yeah, real. Yep. Yep. And then it's kind of like, oh. Oh, you were right there the whole time to hear all of that. Okay, we're not going to do that anymore. So that's also a, a wonderful side perk for this. Yeah. Oof. Coming out can be such a journey, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah. Any any other stories? I sip my, my um, Pepsi. Yeah. So <laughs> I I've come out three times to my parents, I think. The first time uh, I came out to them as bi because I kind of was testing the waters with what they would say. Um, and luckily, you know, was fine. Um, and then at a, another point, you know, as time kind of went on, I was like, hmm, I'm not really sure that this is the right identity for me. Like, I don't know that I actually like men. So like, maybe I'm just a lesbian. So then I came out to them as a lesbian and then time went on and I said, you know, something's still not quite right here. Um, and then eventually I came out to them as trans and I am very, very lucky to have had really supportive parents. Um, and coming out to my mom as trans was probably the hardest thing for me because I feel like, you know, I, I was born in 89. And so like, I grew up during the eighties and I feel like during that time, like people, we're at least aware of gay people, right? Maybe maybe they were accepting, maybe they weren't, but there was a lot less awareness for trans people. And um and so it was a big concern for me that I was like, okay, like is the, like now that now that I'm telling her that I'm trans, like is this going to be like the the straw that broke the camel's back? Like she was okay when I was bi, she was okay when I identified as a, as a lesbian because like I wasn't changing anything about who you know who i was but um yeah i remember being home one day and i was really um going through it and having a serious bout of gender dysphoria and she was at work uh, my mom's a teacher and i called her up while she was at work and i was just bawling just ball i couldn't because i couldn't um I just couldn't hold it in any longer. And I told her, um, and I was like, I'm really stressed. I'm thinking of doing some dangerous things because this is how I'm feeling about the dysphoria. And she was like, okay. And she hung up, she came right home and she came up to my room and she, you know, sat down with me gave me a hug and, you know, was just, um, you know, very accepting and I'm very, very appreciative, uh, you know, of, of that. But yeah, that was, um, all, all of my coming out stories. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's, I, I think it, it's such a thing as well. Like when you, when you first come out that experience of like, I feel like for me, I try, I, I kind of tried to do that of like, it's, I'm still the same person. I promise. I'm definitely not like the other gays. And then cut to a couple years later well i'm not a man or a woman so <laughs> there's that um and then uh but that's still kind of like a journey that i feel like still 
during these days, people don't really, as far as like gender representation, a lot of people don't really quite grasp it or get it. Um, so it's it's definitely still a journey, but I'm I'm so so proud of of your mom for being like so amazing about mm-hmm. it. Um, now here's for a, a little fun question. We talked about media a little bit in the beginning. So uh, was there something that from like before you came out that now? obviously that we've come out and we've lived since then things that you look back on and you're like, Oh, I should have known. And I, (laughs) I wanted to be Kimberly so badly at first I was like, Oh, it's because she can do gymnastics. No, it's because of Tommy and what's the Red Ranger called? Red Ranger Green Ranger used to fight over Jason. her, and I was like, Jason. Jason. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's because she can do flips and she has a bow and arrow. Fuck that. No, I wanted the attention of both of those people, and she had it. I wanted to be Kimberly. <laughs> I, I mean, like Power Rangers, I wanted to kiss Billy, so I feel like Power Rangers Aww. basically has been telling everybody a whole lot about themselves since. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a little hate towards the Green Ranger, but I totally wanted to be the Green Ranger. So, you know, there's, there's that. <laughs> He's trapped. They're all dead to me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I didn't even say nothing, and I'm dead to him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like my whole thing was about all the things that people like looking back at it, it was all the things that people would just be like really into. And I'm just like, I mean, I guess like it's that (laughs) is that was the biggest thing for me because someone like it was um, back around my my birthday, like uh, three or four months ago, I'm sitting here and someone asked me a question about stuff and I'm just like, Okay, so I know that some of us here, like um, like Jess and Herb for sure, um, play a fair bit of tabletop games and Dungeons and Dragons in particular. Not me just sitting here and looking at like how like often all of my characters like either passively or actively do not have a, like any kind of romantic interest whatsoever. And I'm just like, hmm. Or the ones, the moments that they do have romantic interest for things, they really do not care about what that person's particular gender is or how they present themselves. It's kind of like, oh, they're just like likable creatures. And it's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> and mind you, this is everybody in the tabletop scene that I'm talking to at the time, just chuckling and being like, ha, ha, ha. We, we, we got we got another one once again, and me just sitting here being like, I hate y'all so much. <laughs> oh my God. So much, don't be, that. don't be, make sure you, you know, like, it's like looking back at things like, oh, you're going to the junior prom or you're going to your senior high school prom. You better make sure to take condoms if you're going to be out. No, I mean, what would I need that for? I'm just going to <laughs> go have Kool-Aid and dance and play like racing cars at the bowling alley afterward. What do you mean? Well, what if you see someone you like? I will give them a hug. Next question. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly. Romantic things happen. They just happen significantly later. Right. Uh, honestly, like uh, for me, I uh, I immediately thought of another Power Rangers example. Like one of my favorite Red Rangers was uh, his name was Andros, I think, and he was androgynous, and he was from like Power Rangers space, and he had like long luscious hair, and I was like, there's something about him, and I it was weird because I wasn't necessarily attracted to him, 
But I just, it was one of those things, like, as a kid, you're like, they're so cool, and you don't know why, and you don't know why you gravitate towards them. And then years later, you're like, oh, so you mean to tell me you've been, uh, like, in love with all of these, like, androgynous characters. James from Pokemon, hello, an icon. Mm -hmm. Every chance he had to get in drag, Uh he would. Hello? Yeah, be real low. That, yeah. <laughs> also, since we're talking about Power Ranger crushes, it was the Black Ranger for me. Yes. Oh my God. Zach was I mean, that his can... name? Mm-hmm. It's just like you can fight and dance. Yes. I mean, yeah, I saw both of them at C2E2 and had kind of a moment. That was the last time we were like went anywhere, and they were like Ooh. tables next to each other, and I was just like. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, Tyrannosaurus. She was like, no, not here. Not here. <laughs> not that. <laughs> Triceratops. I was like, get in the power. Pterodactyl, get out. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a power morpher in your pocket? Or is I'm that... I'm like, look, no, we're already no, no, no. Like, let's um, go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I have not... I have yet to play a TTRPG, although it is on my list of things I would love to get into. Um, But anytime there was any kind of character creation in a video game, like, I remember, like the silliest things even in the, the the some wrestling game on the 64 and you had the options to like pick the symbols like for male or female and i was like mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god video games were such a thing i saw a tiktok recently from a non-binary person because tiktok figured that out about me uh and <laughs> they they were like oh so you need to tell me cis people don't stare at their game whenever there's an option of male or female characters and also they don't spend 30 minutes thinking about a name or what they're gonna wear and i was like oh yeah that's a mood <laughs> that's a mood started from pokemon uh blue i was like boy or girl which one looks cuter i don't know um (laughs) which one has the better outfit i don't know me playing genshin impact and choosing the one with the crop top i was like i don't care that you're male i'll choose the crop top hello and feels too comfortable right And like you mentioned with uh, the androgynous Power Ranger, like any rare opportunity in media where someone blurred the gender lines or where someone, you know, like was pushed, even like this is like, even just in Rocky Horror Picture Show, (laughs) you know, the first time you see everyone in like their full drag and like, you can do that? Like you can like, Mm. Oh, that's huh. <laughs> that is such a mood. <laughs> it's like the realization. You're like, mm, okay, I'm processing. About, like Loki, how seeing people like like meeting people who do drag was like a transformative thing for me because they're just like, we can just do what we want, and I'm like, you wait. You can just do that? Yeah, we can. <laughs> what about it? Who's going the to freedom. stop me? The freedom just, is amazing. And I'm just like, yes. Here for this. Oh my god. What a moment. Um, honestly, uh, as we move, obviously, since you know we came out, we figured ourselves out, kind of, sort of, we're doing that every day as we go along. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you started creating content. 
what was that like doing that as a person in the LGBTQIA plus community? Because I know for me, I remember, honestly, I, I saw people like doing daily vlogs and stuff like that. And that was like one of the few first people that I kind of saw representing um, at least gay people at the time. And I was like, okay, cute. Um, let me do that. But like in video games, because I don't, who who's gay in playing video games? I don't see anyone. So I kind of did that. And then I, obviously as I started, I kind of found people along the way that were doing it before me, people that started after me and all that. Uh, but it, I definitely had that concern because I started on YouTube and I was like, oh, is this going to be horrible? Are my comments going to be disgusting every single day? And then obviously as I moved to Twitch, I was like, yeah, I definitely need to add stuff to my banned words. I definitely need to do all these things, all these precautions. So what was that like when you first got started making content as a queer person, TM? Oof. Uh, <laughs> for me, I, I kind of had like an opposite thing where I knew I wanted to be a content creator before I knew I was gay. Like, oh. just by complete chance at the age of, like, 11 or 12 or something, someone playing Call of Duty and talking about the most random thing, nothing to do with Call of Duty, came up. And, like, partway through his video, he mentioned, like, by the way, thank you guys, like, I finally managed to quit my full-time job to do YouTube. And I was like, you play Call of Duty as your job? That's the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I need to figure out how to do that. And I, I feel like the transition to like making sure that the content was safe for everyone, like the comments, the views, the everything, was not easy, but more straightforward because I was a, a girl who had used voice chat as a child. <laughs> so I was like, I kind of know exactly what's gonna happen when this happens. And uh, you know, there's already a stereotype that lesbians are mean. So I'm just gonna lean into it and insta-ban anyone who tries to mess with me, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, I don't care, <laughs> get out. Um, you know, like everyone intrinsically knows to an extent how you're supposed to act to strangers. And if you're not doing so on the internet, it is, you're doing it intentionally. You're doing it because you know you're anonymous. So um, if you're gonna come up to me and I don't know who you are and you don't know who I am and you're gonna be mean, get out. I don't care, get out. Right. And that's basically like the the rule number one for me. Yeah. I stare. I had <laughs> I I had uh I had gotten into streaming and everything just about a year and a half ago, but prior to that I had considered um doing, you know, transition documentation and everything on YouTube because I had seen like what helped me to finally come to terms with my own identity and, and wanting to transition was seeing all of these other people on YouTube who were documenting their um, their transition. And I never did that um, because I was scared at the time um, because I was like, what happens if somebody finds this? And then, you know, is it going to be a problem for jobs? Am I going to be, you know, known somewhere? Is like this going to affect me somehow in my public life? And I do regret not doing it because um, I also think it's really cool to be able to go all the way back to the beginning of your transition and kind of see how everything has changed and all of that. So I definitely regret not doing that, but um, it did kind of help me um, to know that when I started streaming on Twitch, I was like, I'm not trying to hide who I am um, because I feel like for me personally, that would cause me too much anxiety. 
and you know everybody has their own way of how they want to do things but for me personally like i would just be too anxious that at some point somebody would find out and then it would be like this big thing and i'm like no we're just gonna go with it like I am a trans man. I am a trans streamer. Like, and I do think it's important to have the representation out there. So it's just, it's going to be, you know, the info in my, in my about me section, will say that I'm trans, like whatever. And, um, and hopefully we won't have any problems. And luckily, I mean, I do also acknowledge that I have quite a bit of privilege in looking very male presenting, um, being white passing and all of that. So I think that a lot of that, um sometimes saves me from the harassment that I could could potentially face um but yeah but you know I've got I've got all kinds of things set up in my my moderation tools as well so yeah we kind of kind of have to cuz you know it's not like we're being looked out for um <laughs> no <laughs> it was no. it was really different on Twitch like so I started streaming 4 years ago and that was just me like clicking go live playing world of warcraft right and so the discoverability we have now was almost non-existent back then back then instead of tags we had communities that anyone can make anyone can just make a community and anyone can like put themselves under one and i remember having that moment where i think i was under just uk communities because i was wanting to find other people in my time zone because i couldn't find anyone who was online when i was online and then i found what was lgbt and i remember vividly the very first day that i ever used that tag was the only day that I got harassment. Because the World of Warcraft direct directory is like inflated, right? There's like thousands and thousands of people inside there. So who was going to find me like with one viewer playing World of Warcraft? And it was only people who are looking to find me. A, because they were LGBT or two, because they wanted to harass me. So the very first time I got harassment was because I was LGBT. I think that stemmed and I hate saying this to a lot, which is why I know one of the questions we have coming up is like, what would you tell someone or how would you prepare? And one of it is, and I hate saying it is because unfortunately we live in a world where it's easier to tell someone to get a thicker skin than it is to tell someone to stop being a dickhead. But it le I learned very, very early on that you had to have a thick skin to be able to put yourself out there because you will unfortunately be per someone that they will look to harass. I think we've got so many of our friends in Rainbow Arcade have already been targeted by harassments and trolls and all these raids and i think that was the one thing that i kind of i didn't know going into it i didn't expect going into it but i learned very quickly that um there are also not nice people inside there and so as much as i wanted to make myself visible to other people you're making yourself visible to everyone and i think that was the kind of the trickiest thing to grasp but similar to what um you were saying Julian, is just that anyone can find you um and i think that was the scariest part of it all was just that once you once you put it out there and you're under the lgbt tag or communities back then um you yeah you're, you're representing like a lot of people yeah so yeah it's scary Why? it it is you know very very related to that um when i started this whole thing i didn't know how any of this stuff worked like communities were disappearing by the time i got here oh no that was a rough period <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a Lenovo laptop with the built-in webcam and access to Final Fantasy XI. And my um, one of my friends on Facebook told me one time it would be funny to see me streaming League of Legends. So I went and made an account on Twitch, and here we are. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. But <laughs> come on, friend. <laughs> but yeah, but then you know, 
while I'm over here and streaming things, people come by and they talk about things. And it wasn't like I went and said, hey, I'm going to be like this type of content creator. But it was a thing of people like coming by and finding me and stuff. And, you know, I have to say, when you start sitting in this chat and the people who come by and talk to you just continually are like, in the queer space and you're just like i don't know i'm just playing video games i don't know why this is happening but the things that we end up talking about are always these things the people who feel the most welcome here are always these people i'm most like i mean i guess we're here mm-hmm. yeah. i guess we're here now so and and so that's kind of what that start was like it wasn't it was wasn't necessarily a hey i'm going to purposely do this but more i guess my people found me yeah. I love that. Uh, I think like, like, God, like all my journeys, like I don't have a one big fun story unless unless you're asking me about a specific event, because I do have those like those stories of like, you know, early streaming and not um, having the thick skin yet and being hate rated and all that sort of jazz, because oh. I I I would say like I first saw Twitch where I was seeing like. I just. You know, you know when you're just tired of seeing the same thing over and over again? I was just tired of only seeing like dudes play games and I was tired of only getting to play cis white men in games and I was tired of like that. So I was specifically seeking out content that was different, both in terms of like games and in terms of like, uh, you know, like what, what was available. Like, and that's how I discovered Twitch as I saw like um, a femme presenting person playing, just playing video games for fun on the internet. And I was like, that's a thing you can do. Um, and I didn't start to stream on my own right away. Cause I was still like, oh, I don't know. Cause up until then all my usernames and even now my username doesn't like um, imply my full name or anything like that. All my, you know, names were non-gendered. All my names were like, like my one of my early names was like underwater raccoon because I really like raccoons. And Aww. then <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> and um, also, in case you didn't know, Toronto's unofficial mascot is the raccoon because trash, trash panda, trash city. Uh, <laughs> but. But yeah, like, so so I was like, okay, well, I'm seeking out this content. I'm enjoying this content. That means other people are also out there wanting to see this kind of content. And uh, I started with TTRPG stuff. Like I started being in games because I was at the same timeline discovering Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role-playing games. And 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 like, like Sin said, where like, I was already like playing characters just intrinsically where I was like, well, I'm, uh, my character's gay. Uh, why would I play a straight person? Like, <laughs> like, why would you ever do that? And like the same, same goes for like the complete freedom. Why would I, why would I play a, a cis man character? Why, when I was happier being just non, just non man, <laughs> like if, anything else, like my pronouns were always either they, them, she, her like something else it was just never what i had been always forced by media to do that was always felt bad for me and i was like uh, all my characters are different kinds of gay all my characters are different kinds of like pronouns all my characters are like thing and then um like hey well now i'm representing this and i've had some experience doing this now i'm gonna start just like playing games 
uh, and literally just like hitting that go live button. It was originally just my PlayStation. Like if you've ever seen the PlayStation, just <laughs> intrinsic stream. It looks so bad. It's so bad. It's like a hideous, ugly square layout thing. It's so bad. And it was terrible, but it immediately connected me with other nerds who were also like, hey, a nerd who's not falling under the categories of all I've ever seen represented. Like, right. and that was the immediate, that was the immediate thing for me. It was just all those points. I, I wasn't like trying to do anything. I was just trying to be me playing games, playing the kinds of games I wanted to see and I wanted to play and I wanted to share. Oh I wanted God, to share yeah. that. That's such a mood. That's so well said. <laughs> oh my God, right? Oof, that's such a mood. I remember when I came into the Twitch scene and and, and seeing like people like Eight Bit Dylan and stuff like that, who were like some of the first LGBTQIA streamers, and seeing that there was a place for us here, right? Uh, and and having that notion that. Uh, the gaming space in general and Twitch as a general website and just content creation has a space for non-cis white dudes who are yelling at, you know, and breaking their keyboards over Fortnite or something like that. And knowing that we also can break our keyboards, but not because we're angry, but because we're clumsy. Um... <laughs> Listen, some of us were trying real hard not to break those keyboards because some of us can't afford more than one. Okay? Right, that right. Cost me $70. Like that was a whole meal. The answer is no. Honey, we don't we don't have brands knocking at our door, sending us stuff every single week. So we, we have to preserve what we have. Listen. Only in I mean, there's, June. Just this month, get your coins. Just this month, get your coins, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Get. I mean, listen, like, make the most of it, but also, just like a side note here, some of us grew up with families, and you know exactly the ones that'll be like, if you don't have money for that, you better not break it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh -huh. that's the polite version. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's the yeah. terms of service friendly version of uh, <laughs> of that conversation. Yeah, it's so funny, like, my mm -hmm. friends being like, oh my god, it takes such a good care of your phones or your consoles or your games. I'm like, yeah, if I broke anything growing up, it would be completely gone. And I, my parents would be like, oh, you broke your game. Let me buy you another one. No, <laughs> they would be like, oh, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed it because you're not going to see another one again until next Christmas if you're lucky. <laughs> or if it's like severely on sale somehow, which games, let's be real, at the time, physical copies, just good luck with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have y'all found any like differences since like getting started? like comparing to now how things like have changed for the better or for worse uh just like any changes that you've seen in the scene uh community tm as a whole and uh, i think for me it's just very very recent honestly like the the tag system that has been implemented is super super recent uh specifically on twitch i feel like it brought back a sense of community again that was lost when you know, coincidentally, when we lost communities, um, it feels like we kind of have that back again and that uh, there's no longer, hopefully, uh, the conversation of should people use this tag? Should people not use this tag? And whatever, like everything is 
clear cut. I'm ready to not have that conversation anymore. Um, and so um, that's just like a thing that like recently that I'm super excited for. Um, especially seeing how people kind of resonate. I just like out of curiosity posted uh, a screenshot of my like analytics where it shows you the tags where people were finding you and seeing all of the reactions and seeing all the people that are like, oh my God, yes, people are finding me through all of these different tags. Look at this. And like all of us just kind of as a collective realize, not realizing, but like having that confirmation that, yeah, we were right this whole time <laughs> and that these tags were super important and that like, yeah, it turns out, people are finding us and they weren't finding us through, you know, no spoilers tag or through first playthrough tag or anything related to our games. Uh, so that was like, Can that's we just have a, peer to peer first though? Like who did it first? Right. Mm -hmm. And does it better because it shows people's tags even if they're offline, which is really and cool. And it gives you more than five. Uh, oh. Right. <laughs> No one said it. <laughs> right. Because we're intersectional people who can be more than one thing? Right. Imagine I, I that. <laughs> I love how now, like, I, I was always like, oh, I should put myself in the right category for the game and the this. And now I'm just like, I don't even care what the game is at this right. point. It's going to auto-tax. I'm like, whatever. But the change from when I, from when I started, which, like, I pretty much always been doing weird stuff on the internet so like the gay was already assumed of like oh i'm on twitch now it's like it's gonna be super gay whatever mm -hmm. streaming to one person being super gay playing destiny in space whatever um now though it's interesting because i think people really underestimate how marginalized communities will find and connect with each other yeah. like the tags are great now most people did not need those because we have always been able to work no matter what social media service it is to find our own community and to find our own people. And so it's fascinating now because, you know, I definitely had those moments of there are trolls in my chat because I'm playing the popular game and they just want to like do crap. But for the most part, people are like, no, we found you because we're queer. And we found you because this is a space that I can talk about that stuff. And, and other people who standard, who normally play this game aren't like, they won't go into a break about gay history or they won't go into a break about like this and that because like we are easier to find now with the discoverability tag. The LGBTQIA plus tag has always been the top. Like how do people find you? Yep. This tag. That's how they found me. This right. tag. But Imagine, you know, tag <laughs> where people are looking for themselves rather than a game. <laughs> you're and... not you mean you're not searching the first playthrough tag and nothing else? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I'm just looking for, what is it? Um, hot tubs and beaches or whatever. That's what I'm always looking for. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, like, like people kept, like, that plus it also built community. Like, you would find, you would find a queer streamer you liked. And then they would start saying, well, here's these other people you might want to check out and see their content. And it's like, we have had to build not... Dis not unsimilar to like basically gays in America in like the 40s and 50s, we built our own little whisper network within Twitch. Like, yep. you won't do this, we'll do it for ourselves. Yep. And then one day you'll realize the value of this and take credit for the idea. But no, this is all us. So, <laughs> right. yeah, um, that to me is the greatest thing is that people, they actively went and searched and said, okay, where can I actually find, you know, where can I find queer people? Where can I find queer people of color? Where can I find trans people? Where can I find these people? Because that's who I want to see on this platform. I don't want to see 
you know, shouty, scruffy McWhite dude <laughs> constantly screaming because, I don't know, somebody got one point higher than him in Call of Duty. Like, no, I don't want to see that. Oh my god, the tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> to think that someone out there is streaming and their biggest issue that day is the fact that they got one less kill than someone else in a Call of Duty match. Imagine that. <laughs> I cannot roll further rank. back into my head. Like, <laughs> it's not possible. I hear the music, the background music from the sunken place every time it happens. But, um... <laughs> not that. Okay, so, um, being on kind of like how things have changed, you want to know what has happened the most. So, let me talk about my day job for a moment. When I had, when I started like getting on Twitch, my day job was talking to people to teach them things via webinar most of the time. So when I got onto Twitch, it was kind of like, oh, we can do this because I always have to do this sort of thing. And it wasn't, it wasn't like super nerve wracking or anything, but you know, the more time I spent over here, I started spending more times in the, um, and basically in queer space following those people on Twitter and online, connecting with them via Discord and stuff, the more that that stuff started to flow back out into my everyday life stuff. So now you have things that we're talking about, it's just because it's just like, we're not here just talking about games most of the time, mm -hmm. right? Like we're playing games and it's kind of one of those, this is just so everybody can be comfortable, but we're here to talk about that gay shit TM, <laughs> right? So that, that's what's happening over here. So then when I leave and I'm at, you know, and I'm at work and someone just casually goes like, hey, we have things coming up next month. You know what? I, I do not regret to inform you. I may have been like very spicy for the last two weeks at work because I'm like, if y'all are going to do this, we're going to do this correctly. But right. that's also because I have people like all of the panelists here to thank for all of these conversations that I have to have so often that when someone finally comes to me outside of gaming space to talk to me about this, I'm just like, <laughs> let me unfurl the Dead yes. Sea Scrolls real quick oh, and tell it's, you. It's real. It's real now. And, and tell you about it. What did you want to know? This intersectionality panel is real cool. Um, how come I am the only seasoning here? We need to Ooh. talk about it. That's <laughs> Not the this first seasoning. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That was me at 9.30 a.m. on Zoom, and I have all of y'all to thank for that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I kind of feel that as, like, being so empowered on the internet kind of translates over to non-internet stuff. Um, because you, you already, you, you know, you can't be, like, gaslit about your identity or about things that are like microaggressions or problems that happen in the real world because you already know so many people who experience the same things, people who, who go through the similar situations. And like nowadays, yeah, like we go through our, our lives outside of the internet and we're like, um, no, <laughs> absolutely. Like we, we've, we've been empowered to like not take that shit from people anymore. So that's definitely like a, a great takeaway that I, that I can say that I've taken from becoming a content creator for sure. Um, what advice would you like to share for someone who is watching this panel right now and they're like, oh my God, queer people. And they're like, oh my God, maybe I should stream. What advice would you have for them? And then a couple months from now, we'll hear from them and be like, oh my God, I was watching your panel and I started streaming. <laughs> Our stream babies. I know. <laughs> 
You All joke. Right. I've had that happen a few times and it always feels weird. The like I saw so you speak on this and because of that I started streaming and I'm just like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's the uh, doubling of like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm the inspiration, but also, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm your mom, but uh, I'll do my best, I guess. I will not take responsibility for your burps on command. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, I think for me, the most important thing, and this is something a lot of people don't get. I'm one of those. I'm one of those kids who's been on the internet like my whole life, whatever. And uh, for a lot of people who just get into streaming or who haven't used the internet a lot, I think they don't get that trolling is a hobby. And it's not like this weird nebulous like mental illness thing that a lot of people make it out to be. Like the goal is that they, they think it's funny. Like it's their hobby, it brings them joy. So you can't, you don't necessarily need a thick skin, but you need to have this intrinsic understanding that number one, nothing you do will change them it's fine don't fall for the sea lion argument just live your life and that like it's it's evil <laughs> i don't know how else to put it it's just people being mean because they think it's fun and there's nothing in particularly that is going to stop it and it's perfectly normal to have negative emotions towards it um but there's an easier level of like move on.com to have in your head when you realize it's nothing about you it's just because you're something some marginalized identity and i think that makes it a lot easier to be like oh bye then and just shoot right yeah i i'd love to just add on to that where like if you're thinking of starting streaming why are you doing it is it to have fun is it to connect with people is it to like share joy with a similar community because if it is then don't put up with that shit. like don't not even a <laughs> little bit like not just the second someone comes in and says something you don't like like firstly straight up if it's straight up bigotry you ban and report and you get other people to help you report if you have anyone there be like hey y'all do you mind just reporting that it's probably like you know a, a brand new account and the more of us that report you know if we just say like this is what happened at this time on this channel report report it and then they'll be gone and then they'll have to like go through more effort and then it's it's more work for them make it more work for them Okay, and then number two, like even if it's remotely, like like you mentioned, sea lining, even if it's sea lining, even if it's devil's advocating, even if it's just they're playing that line of trying to see what they can get away with it, you don't have to put up with it. You're there to have fun, and that's not fun. Get rid of them. Like it's right. it's here for you are making a space you enjoy and you are sharing and you are protecting yourself and you're protecting others and you're leading by example. If you just straight up are like, nope, we're not mm -hmm. even doing that. We're not even going to play with that. Like, right. not, I'm not interested. That's not fun. I'm not doing it. Bye. Yeah. I always think of streaming as a house party where I'm the host. If someone's throwing drinks on people, I'm just going to kick them out. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Also, I realize people may not know what sea lioning is, so let me explain really fast. It's it's very similar to Devil's Advocate. It's basically a type of trolling where someone is intentionally wasting your time and energy by asking silly questions. Like, if someone, like, probably the memeiest one is, why are you gay? Mm. People get that all the time. It's obviously a troll, but then people will get more into it. Uh, you know, just just hit him with the Google is free. Come back when you've read a couple things, and then maybe your questions will be real ones. But that's what sea lighting is basically. Yeah, 
you can i mean there's two there's two possible solutions out of trolling one of them is you can just quickly do a little roast prepare mentally like okay this is going to be a clip i'm going to post later and then you go on your little rant <laughs> and then you do it and then you clip it and then you upload it and then you gain following um or you just if you're not into it and even like to add on to like banning people you can ban people for no reason too and when I mean no reason, I don't mean like just banning people because you want to, but also because you want to and their vibes are kind of off and they're ne not necessarily like not doing anything wrong and they're not necessarily like breaking any rules, but just because like Lotus said, like they came into your party and they're being kind of like off and you're like, mm, maybe I don't want you here. Maybe they're, I don't know why, but I don't, I don't want you here. Like, this um, is not the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a thing that I'm like, especially for people who've been in the communities for like a, a while and you've let stuff slide. You're like, what do I yeah. do now? <laughs> like when you start off, I think the hardest thing for like new streamers is viewership, right? Because I think that we stream because we want to connect. I think when you start off and I was guilty of it, when I started off, I put up with a lot more because I put a higher value on the fact that someone was there, which would increase the possibility that someone else would come in. What you forget is if you foster an environment, touching on exactly what Jess has said and, and Ruby said is, if you have someone in your community who is making you uncomfortable, it will make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. I think someone, someone said is your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you're allowing that sort of stuff to manifest in a group, even at the very start, that sets the foundation to what other people will see when they come in, you know? Um, so that's the very like, hardest thing, especially when you're starting, because no one likes sitting at zero viewers, no one likes sitting at one viewer. And when you, you get that one person, sometimes you latch onto it like a lifeline, even if it's like the worst lifeline. So that's what's that saying? Don't drink from a, a cup if you're thirsty, if it's poison, you know, like don't do it to yourself. Um, just wait, wait, and you'll find someone that's worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very related to all of this mind your relationship to your whole streaming thing so something that Jess was saying about knowing why you're here and most of that being you know like to connect with people or to like enjoy playing video games and share that joy with other people that includes you if you are just like hey you know what today is not a streaming day today is a day that i quietly read a book in the corner and we are gonna have to pick that up tomorrow listen these people are not paying you and honestly speaking even if they were they're not paying you what you are worth take a break have a nap have a sandwich like eat a bag of doritos and go hang out with herb seriously just <laughs> just take the time that you need for things yes you <laughs> he, pull, for he pulls out like the the spirit. detour sign like um, in construction like, you know, go that way <laughs> byob um Honestly, and I, I feel like just jumping on all these things, it's like, number one, you know, know why you're streaming. Are you streaming because you enjoy it? Are you streaming because you think that it's a way you can make money? Are you streaming because you want to enhance some other part of your content creation with this? But also, you decide what is okay in your community. And and yeah, like D said, you do get kind of hooked on like, oh, people are here. I kind of have to let them do what they want so they'll stay. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. at all you know i would say unlearn all that active all the active listening you've learned you can ignore anything in chat you can ignore anything you want that comes up in chat because they're gonna they're gonna just keep saying stuff and i'll be like yeah like and just you know just oh oh sorry um 
mods, make sure you have, if you, if you have people you trust as mods, if you are in other communities where you are, you feel comfortable enough to say, can I get someone to help mod my channel or hang out? That's the kind of thing, because the best thing about them is they, they stop that stuff and you never even have to see or even react to it because often that's all trolls want. They want a reaction. They feel like that's how they won. Yeah. And it's like some people said, don't just as, as much as I do enjoy when people snap and when they go off and when they turn those things into clips and content, I also feel like a lot of people who are on our side are only there for those moments when we go off. Mm. And yep. I kind of want to deny them that. I'm like, no, if you're not here all the time, you can't just be here to like mm. throw a really, you know, weak sauce. Yes, queen. Whenever I'm like, no, I've had enough. Ooh. That's, you know, and the thing is, and that's just it. Sometimes trolls are like, ha, see, I made that person mad. I win. Okay. Congratulations on your no prize, whatever. But, um, so yeah. And whatever's, whatever you're comfortable with is what the stream is. Don't let, some top don't let people who are at the top of what you consider streaming decide how you want to do your thing if you're not having fun with it then you know it will show and you won't enjoy it and they what do they like don't oh goodness if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life mm -hmm. i counter that with the whole like don't make your hobby your job <laughs> yes <laughs> okay <laughs> right truly also, herb if you're going to say all of this you have to put on your reading glasses come on now I'm supposed to <laughs> Oof, goodness gracious. <laughs> take your time, take your time, it's fine. So, so yes, um, yes, children. Um, no. Wow, it just comes out naturally. But yeah. You just have to do it. it, it, it like, I've, 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 I'm sorry, I've done like streaming 101 panels so often that I'm just like all these things, but y'all just made me think like, how would I do that streaming 101 panel for marginalized streamers? for people who are in those like non-default groups, because I guarantee you every time I've given it, it's been to a room full of white dudes oh, well. who are often looking at a bunch of people of color and queer people of color on stage, telling them how to stream. And I'm just like, could y'all vacate? Could y'all like let some other people in this room? Y'all need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> You're white. All you gotta do is turn the camera on and go. You're good to go. Okay, <laughs> just, I'm just saying you're good to hey. streaming. Yeah. Um, when you, gonna, when you know where the blueprints are, I'm just saying. Because, <laughs> um, Brian, you mentioned uh, mods. Even if you can't get mods, customize your bot or customize your mod. Because the auto mod is and just it it like we've all seen it bleep out like literally LGBTQI plus words, yeah. which is during, during this panel. <laughs> yeah. So customize your bot. To be the words you know people will say like so pre pre prepare yourself like if you if you don't have a mod handy that's that's fine uh know what you're doing that you can quickly um you know do what you can preemptively so there's preemptive safety right everything you can do preemptively to protect yourself and your community uh, and then reactive safety the second someone comes in and does something if you think it might be more than one thing immediately shut down your chat as in like immediately put your chat on like you know one hour follower only type thing so that like or, or 10 minute even just 10 minute you know what i mean so people coming in can't just like bot you or anything like that just knowing a few simple safety things so you can stop and take a breath know that it's fine to stop know that it's you're not beholden to anyone 
to perform a certain way or, or do a certain thing. Protect yourself, protect your community by doing what is best for you. Can we also just talk about how sad it is having to manually type in all the variations and all the all the things we have oh to type in? Oh my into them. god! If the amount of times I have had to type a one in the middle yeah, of a word or yeah. three one, in the middle of a word or threes, like it's, it's really like I didn't think about it until I was like on my front page and I thought, what do I need to look at this? And the list just dropped, and I went, "How sad was that yeah. day when I realized how much I needed to put into finding a long list of variations of blocked words?" That's just a uh, yeah. Worst, like I'm just in streams now and just in my own streams, they are still coming up with variation yeah. and my my mods are just like like the list the list of words that we now share. Oh, also, yeah, share around with your streamer peers. That's, share that's share those banned words list. Talk to Find... them, talk to each other. Um yeah. because yeah, like the number like cause they will just keep getting more and more imaginative. Yeah. And Twitch Twitch doesn't really seem to understand how imaginative trolls are i mm -hmm. i say this having actually spoken to like been on a direct call not even like a, a webinar but on a direct call with trust and safety and they're just like oh yeah i guess people would do that and uh <laughs> you know you had a whole room full of people just like really mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. there's an emote that looks like an eye you should probably put that in there too because they'll use that too Oh my gosh, I didn't even thought about that. We have banned a lot of emotes. I have used that as well. Something yep. that like something that they're casually mentioning here, when you think about these banned terms and stuff, it's not just like the bad words. Also put like anything with that starts with a certain set of letters that brings up certain emotes because people will try to spam you with those emotes too, yeah. and then be like, Well, I didn't mm -hmm. say anything. And it's kind of like, okay, but you have like x thing over here that you're doing to specifically be racist and i would really rather you not so let's not do this right also the asterisk is your friend yeah yes. so you can type in a certain amount of letters and then asterisk now of course you do have to go back if there's an a in the middle and then you need to go back and do it again with the four in the middle but you can just put a star and it'll catch everything that you've typed previously and it'll catch everything after so that's definitely helpful yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, but like has been said, Automod is Automod is a piece of crap. Just, yeah. 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 But look to the community and connect with your community. If you're already on Twitch and you're already connected with community, the the, the chances are you know someone that has a list. Like anytime I've gotten a list, I've shared it. Like I'm more than happy to share my list of blocked words and terms and things like that with other with our other marginalized folks. A hundred percent. You just ask. Um oh, yeah. and then on and then, um, gosh, on top of that, if you do have mods or you do have friends that are willing to help you, do get them to help. Uh, and if you can, like, offload some of that work, like, as it comes up, like, obviously, don't don't stress yourself out. Don't do too much. Get a hand ask for help where you can ask for support from the community. Uh, if folks have commands and you see like, oh, someone has a command to explain that. So I don't have to explain every time why your garbage frog emote will not work here. I have a command that's right. literally like garbage frog doesn't work. Here's why read about it. Don't ask me. I'm not explaining it to you. I'm not Google, uh, all that sort of stuff. Like preemptively have that. And, and like a hundred percent, I've shared my commands and I know, like, I think I've I've asked Brian for, like, one or two before, and I've gotten some from Tanya before. Like, people in the community will share with the community. 
you know yeah. just like don't don't copy it word for word add your own spin on it but like those commands like be like oh that's a good idea yeah mm -hmm. just connect with people and and do that uh, one last yeah. piece of advice that I want to add myself is that, uh, like Herb said, like sometimes we're speaking and, uh, you know, the white people and the straights are watching and they're like, what? But sometimes it's the other way around. And what I mean by that is like, don't watch advice videos on how to stream. Don't engage or take it seriously when you read all those hot tips on your timeline because streaming first of all is for everyone and second of all everyone is just figuring it out as they go even those so-called coaches experts etc everybody is just literally figuring out like a lot of the times like yes look up technical stuff like how to set up a bot how to do this how to do that like special like little things like that where maybe you don't want to bother someone because it's also kind of annoying to be like, hey, you could have just looked that up and it's that's how I'm going to teach you how to do it anyway because I don't remember all of the things, all the fine details. Um, but don't don't give in to like all of the advice, coachy stuff about streaming because a lot of it mostly just works if you're cis, white, and straight anyway uh, because they're like, play this game, play that thing. And it's like, um, I'm sorry. I'm um, I'm non-binary, I am also polysexual, um, and I'm also very femme, so that community will eat me alive and destroy me in the process. So yes. Apex. Apex <laughs> Legends. Go. No, just play Call of Duty Don't and Fortnite and Apex for the rest of your life and you're good to go. <laughs> right. Could you, could you imagine, like, for those of y'all who have, just, like, look at the people here and the varied content that they play. Could you imagine telling me to play, like, <laughs> Like Call of Duty. If people tell me to play Apex, they get banned now. <laughs> Love Not that. in this house. But no, it's it's so silly, and I feel like all of us can relate to like seeing those takes on our timeline. I started doing like just like jokey ones, like hot tip: get a journal, stop sharing your takes on social media. It's annoying. Uh, <laughs> but like just um, just like things that work for someone right now may not work for you and also everyone's just figuring stuff out just like work on things that you can control yourself like maybe stream more stream less change up your time do like just just work on it yourself and like find stuff out for yourself because one it's going to be more rewarding and two it's like our your vibe is not going to be the same as our vibes, for example, like we could give you all of the advice that works for us and it might not work for you. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, you're a scam artist. No, I'm not. I'm not selling you anything. This is free. But also uh, don't go buying all those PDFs on Amazon, etc. from people who uh, are most likely telling you to use the LGBT tag, even if you're not queer, because it's a highly used one. So <laughs> just saying. Um, anyway, for content creation, I would only add one more thing to the end of all this. All of us are Twitch streamers, obviously. Um, Twitch is not the end-all, be-all of content creation. Yes. You, If you feel comfortable or you have, like, I've seen people doing things on TikTok that amaze me. Like, the time, creativity that they have. And I've also seen people on TikTok who are able to then turn that into a profit. Same thing with Instagram. Same thing with YouTube. Um you know whatever whatever basically speaks to you best which may not be it mm -hmm. um you know because 
I'll be honest, Twitch is interesting because we're talking to people, like we're doing things and talking to people live, but those other services have the benefit of you not having to actually live interact with anyone at all, which a lot of people I'm like, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't have to actually like talk, bet. So yeah, Twitch is not the end all be all, but because um, a lot of people will also tell you, oh, you should diversify your content and, and reuse it and recycle it and use it all here. That's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't all bring engagement to the one platform that you chose. So choose whatever you're going to do your main thing on and stick to that. Yeah. And also just things are relative. Don't compare. Like if you, if you and your bestie start streaming at the same time and your bestie becomes a partner in three months, that doesn't say anything about you or them. It's just, it is what it is. It's their journey. You're on yours. It's y'all, both of y'all are going to be fine. <laughs> but uh, let's move away from content creation a little bit. Cause you know, the spicy takes are too much right now. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, what is something that uh, you're still like learning either about like your own identities or about your own journeys on, you know, streaming, doing stuff? Um, I would say for me, like a recent thing was kind of finding the term polysexual, um, which is actually something that I can share for people who may not know, because I didn't know this for up until like maybe a couple weeks ago or something. I was just kind of ranting as I do on my streams because that's what I do um as I'm hosting a talk show <laughs> who would have thought um but uh I was talking about like labels and sexual identity and I'm like I've been labeling myself as like gay slash homosexual this whole time but issue here I'm non-binary so if I would technically say that I'm homosexual that would mean that I'm only attracted to non-binary people, which is not the case. So then I was like, but if I say that I'm bi or pan, there's going to be this expectation that I'm attracted to every human being that exists. So turns out there is a term called polysexual, which is a term that is an implied term in which you're attracted to two different genders, could be non-binary. For, for example, for me, it's non-binary people and uh, people who identify as male. And without the assumption or without the expectation that you're attracted to all of the genders available to you, which could also, I guess, bisexual could technically fall under that category as well, because some people think that bisexual is like a term that's not inclusive because it implies that there's only two genders. No, it implies that I'm only attracted to two genders. <laughs> Doesn't mean that I, you know, but um, yeah. But that's kind of how I found that. And it's it's something that I it's a very recent kind of uh, discovery on my end. Um, but yeah, what about y'all? Is there anything about your own journeys or whether it's your personal journeys, streaming journeys that you're still kind of like learning and working at? I think we've like language is always changing. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for us in the world, not even just as LGBTQI2+, but just in general, I think it's important to know it's okay to learn and it's also okay to unlearn things that you've known. I think 10 years ago, if you said the words, what are your preferred pronouns? Everyone would have been fine with that. Whereas now we're kind of realizing when you use terminology like preferred, you're implying like we can call you anything, but we only want to like, what do you, what would you like, like more, you know, as right. opposed to what are your pronouns? So like things like that is going to be something where a lot of people will be like, why? It means the same thing. I have to change the way I speak. And I think it's that as individuals as well. We have to know that 
we can throw away words that we don't need to use anymore and we can take on words that we do need to know we just also need to be open to learning um because that was the thing for me is i for the longest time you know didn't make the differentiation between preferred and what are your pronouns or what are your preferred pronouns because in my mind i didn't understand like the the negative connotation of the other until it was explained to me and then i was like oh quick fix i'll no longer use the word preferred what are your pronouns it makes sense mm -hmm. what what would you like to be called um things like that i think that's the biggest thing i think we all will have is just adapting to the change of language um and the disuse of certain types of language i think that as content creators will have to do i appreciate that you brought that up because it is something that i feel like a lot of us are still learning i mean um i know i've talked with a couple of people recently about well no, it's not preferred. It's just your pronouns. And, um, you know, so it's definitely something that a lot of people are still using. Um, but I always compare it to ice cream because I think that's a really simple example, right? Like I, I prefer mint chocolate chip, but if there's only chocolate ice cream available, like I'll eat it, that's fine. But like right. for my pronouns, I only use he, him pronouns. I don't use any other pronouns. And, there is the caveat that there are a lot of people who use, you know, multiple pronouns, right? Mm -hmm. And so they may, may have a preference as to, let's say, I, I use she, they pronouns, but I prefer they or, or what have you. But I think that it's important to recognize that it's up to that person to tell you that information rather than assuming that something is preferred. So, but I appreciate that you brought that up. Yeah. Um... Related to what Dee just said, people's pronouns or identities are for you, not for them. You know, like they know who they are. These labels are mostly for convenience. And yeah. on that note, do not come into people's spaces and when they tell you what their pronouns are, like what kind of identities they have do weird things about how they express any of that stuff. Like, hey, you know, like you're a non-binary person, so you're supposed to be like androgynous in appearance. The answer is no. And if <laughs> if they yeah. don't smack you in the face with a brick, I'm going to. The answer <laughs> is no, don't do that. Like, leave people alone. If they tell you who they are, that is who they are, the presentation is an aside at best. It's a decorative thing. None of this is real and we're stardust anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? I... Uh, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I, um... Sorry. I I no, go ahead. No, I, I think one thing, and this, this is gonna sound very obvious, but it's one of those things that the more you think about it, the more you're like, but uh, pretty much everything about queer culture, queer rights, everything, especially in the United States, uh, started and was invented by Black queer people. And that sounds very obvious on the base, but then you think about it more and it's like, well, why didn't I know that? Why is my perception of gay people and trans people and bi people and everything always white? and mm -hmm. rich usually too why is that the thing that's going on why did i uh, take a queer studies 101 class and not learn that and it's a lot of interconnected racism things but it is very important like even though it on the surface it seems only tangentially connected like queer and being a person of color those aren't the same thing 
uh, but it's when you combine the two that you recognize uh, just how messed up things tend to be. And it's and it also helps contextualize like just how much there is for you to unlearn and then mm -hmm. learn again, kind of like what D said. Yeah. And it's okay to also like learn about your community. Like I feel like some people that are a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, they're like when they're presented with new information, they're just like, no, that's not offensive. I would know. I'm in the community. And you're like, um, yeah, that's not how that works. The, the number of times I've heard, I can't be racist. I'm gay. <laughs> don't even don't i can't we'll be here meanwhile for <laughs> meanwhile in the preferences section of your dating profile oh <laughs> i was gonna say those are the people that are oftentimes the ones that are like no i just hooked up with the black person i'm not racist and you're like no ah! Stop it. That Stop always it. being willing to that always being willing to learn and learn more i mean it's like you know, I think two or three years ago, they're, they're, they, everybody likes to point back to Stonewall. Like, everyone loves to be like, oh, well, Stonewall and this and Pride, first Pride was a yeah. riot. And Stonewall wasn't even actually the first huge civil action that against the cops by, by trans people, gender nonconforming people, people of color. It wasn't the first. It was the one you know the most. But it's not the first. And it's like, there should be nothing wrong with somebody telling you now, like, you need to go check out this. You need to go actually learn. Like, you need to be that one. There's an XKCD comic about that. Like, oh, today I'm the one who learned this new thing. Like, you yep. need to you need to be open to that. Um, you know, like, I'm still, I know that I'm still learning more about um, gender identity a lot because I, I i am and i like i've never i've never had it's, it's interesting i see people who like when they talk about their process of having that questions questions about their own gender and it's like i've never really had that but i also realized there's like this block in my head of i never really felt like i could have that conversation so i'm learning more from people around me and you know, the moment that people start talking about alphabet soup or the alphabet mafia, like, well, I don't understand what these new letters mean. I was like, well, then go ask somebody. Go look it up. Mm -hmm. Don't react to don't react to this new information with hostility. There are tons of people who are probably more than willing to tell you what this is all about instead of saying, well, we didn't have that. And I well, we didn't have that when I was younger. And I'm not talking about cisgender heterosexual people. I'm talking about gay people who are like, well, we didn't have that when I was mm -hmm. younger. And I'm like, didn't you though? You, you didn't you? Because you did. You did. Right. <laughs> some of it is we didn't have that when we were younger. And it's just like, are you sure you didn't? And some of it is we didn't have that when we were younger. I know. And that's a good thing that it has evolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, definitely. I, I, I never get that. No, after you, Jess. After you. I was just going to say, remembering that intersectionality is a thing. Like we can talk about like, um, we can talk about our marginalizations, but we can also talk about our privileges, and that's not a bad thing. Those aren't yeah. dirty words to acknowledge that, like, where I might be marginalized here and here, I still have so much privilege in other places. Um, and to be open to learning and listening and sh sharing that with your community. Like, I know um, I, I will very openly say in my, like, in my chat, we have a command, exclamation point, language, uh, for reminding folks to like update their language 
in, in terms of all sorts of things, in terms of like able, there's so many ableist terms that you don't even realize. There's so many terms that you might not realize like are rooted in like a bad history, whether it's like a racial slur, whether it's like, like people, you, you honestly, you're not a bad person if you didn't, you know, seek out to do that harm. But now that you've done it, that harm has been dealt and you need to stop and listen and fix it and change and not focus yourself and not take it personally. Yep. You just need to, to stop and do. Okay. I didn't know that going forward. I will not do it again. That's it. Yep. Boom. Oh my God. That's such a thing. And it frust frustrates me every time there's like been discussions quite recently there's always discussions happening on twitter let's be real but there, there there was a recent one where it was about like ableist language and people were like is this ableist or not and it's like first of all it's not up to you to decide um and second of all it's like people get so caught up in like the so when someone says like oh that word is ableist some people take that and they're like i'm not ableist and you're like i didn't say that <laughs> But you said that, <laughs> so maybe if something that, fits. <laughs> maybe something for no. you to think about. Um, Time to unpack some stuff today, okay? Guess what you learned today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like people get so caught up, or like when someone is caught saying something problematic, they're like, "I'm not a problematic person," and people are like, "That's not what we said. We said that thing you said or did is problematic. Therefore, you know, what are you gonna do about it?" And they're like. And, and I think a lot of people are more focused on how they're perceived and they don't want to be perceived as someone who's ableist or racist or a sexist or misogynistic, et cetera, et cetera. And they get so caught up on like cleaning up their like online identity or how they're perceived that they don't even focus on the learning that there is to be had. And it's like there's nothing wrong with like like Jess said, acknowledging your privilege doesn't mean that you're not like that you're not a good person or that you don't go through struggles of your own. It just means that there are certain things that you don't struggle with and you should be aware of that because you, for example, me as a, a white person, even though I, I am under the trans umbrella, even though I am not straight, there are pr privileges that I encounter that I can't just be like, oh no, I'm, I'm just as, you know, marginalized as the creators of color in my community. No, I'm not. Like, and that's okay for me to acknowledge. And that's something that people need to know because you need to be aware that everyone struggles differently. Everyone lives through life differently. And that's totally okay. And it's totally like, you have to respect that as well. Like when someone tells you that they're marginalized, it's not for you to be like, oh, so am I. And it's like, no, you just listen to them. <laughs> Can you please listen? It's so important, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, but and yeah. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you know. And please and thank you. <laughs> but like, that's bare minimum, though. Like, I'm, can I be honest? Like, that was literally like a bare minimum <laughs> statement that I'm like, <laughs> why is this not normalized? Hello. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we still need to remind folks of, of that. Um, but yeah. Ooh, this is a nice question that we can kind of. Um, end off because we're basically going through all of our little topics that we prepared in advance look at us go um we kind of touched on a few of them you know a couple of them in each question and stuff, and, and stuff like that but um as we are on our way out can you believe it's already been two hours since we started this call um 
since we're on and our it way out, be like three more. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Um, what are some things about like we've talked about media that we've enjoyed, representation here and there, and stuff in the content creator creation space? What are some things that like moving forward that you think are can still be changed for the better and they that can still be overcome by the community or by the public's perception outside of the community um yeah i have i have a lot of this. i think this one's probably the heaviest one i think especially in the media that we consume now it's definitely come a long way since what it was beforehand but i think predominantly a lot of the things that you see visibly on the media like the tv shows the animes the xyz is um lgt lgbt is probably the the four compared to where we were beforehand lesbian gay bi and trans and trans even so very recently are probably the four most represented that we see in our media we consume i think especially now coming around pride month i think a lot of us are seeing a lot of our asexual our pansexual our demisexual friends who are scared to embrace the fact that they fall under the lgbtqi2 plus because they're not seen as much either so you know when we watch tv shows we're very quick to see the person who comes out as gay or comes out as bi or comes out as trans you've i don't think i've ever heard anyone come out as demisexual on a tv show or you know come out as pansexual or come out as polysexual or discuss polyamory i think there's so much more we can now move forward now that we have a good i say good we have a foundation um to see in all media moving forward because i have so many ace friends pan friends demi friends who are always scared to say that you know they fall on the lgbtqi2 plus because they're not queer presenting um and that's like a a thing that i think us as a community as well need to help break down those kind of barriers we have within our own community yeah and even like when you said like uh that we've come so far that's not saying much unfortunately yeah, like us saying yeah. that like media has come very far that's like saying that we went from like zero to like five <laughs> like, literally, I, my my youtube playlist is just like i type in lgbt romances and i'll have like an entire freaking playlist and the entire playlist is about 10 minutes long because you get like 30 seconds of screen time of every single freaking lgbt yeah. character and even then an entire season is 10 minutes long yeah i say we've come a long way we haven't we've just come some way you know yeah for sure no we're still yeah our media is still stuck i mean this is why i love this is why i love the fact that we get to experience um narratives through games mm -hmm. because there are so many developers and writers out there who are so unafraid to put these very forward-facing narratives in video games but you're right in media it's you know not only that but in media it would be nice to be able to you know i said like it's taken we're still not to the point where somebody can be you know can be uh, queer in media without it like they can just be queer and boring like <laughs> okay you, like you know they have you know it's getting to that point where it's like okay yeah you know they have a boyfriend or a husband i think the last thing i saw where somebody just casually dropped my husband was an episode of the flash in cw and the police chief is like yeah my husband won't let yeah. me eat this stuff because he's yeah. worried about my cholesterol and it was just like i'm sorry what just <laughs> what you just drop that like it's not your entire trauma or your story it's just like no you just have somebody at home who gives a crap about you thank you yeah <laughs> thanks for that for being boring it's nice but yeah it'd be really nice to you know seeing your 
nobody can really touch the power of seeing yourself represented in media and seeing yourself represented in the things you interact with. So, yeah, I, I feel like those, you know, like, like D says, those are the biggest strides that we still have yet to be like, let's again keep rethinking our narratives and our stories and being in this call with other people who do tabletop roleplay. I feel like the stories we tell include those. So, you know, don't stop telling those great stories and don't stop including everyone in your awesome narratives. Um, connected to what Brian just said. We process. How do I say this? <laughs> no, like it's, it's one of these things that I have like been feeling a bit more lately. There's a lot of things where it's kind of like um, you know where brian mentions hey i just want people to be able to be themselves and have boring relationships if they have them or have spicy relationships if they have them just like exist in the world as they are i think one of the things about media that i would like to see more is like let these people whoever they are be that way and not try to make them like they're like straight people except this mm. it's it's that feeling that i have like been spending like a month now trying to wrap my head around and it's like this whole thing of being like y'all like we're not like the spicy side of straight people we're a completely different <laughs> set of things all together and that's fine like let us be all of that stuff so you know like if we're like how the records, the fact that we look amazing in crop tops and everything else, just let us be that without trying to make it a, how do I do that, but also make it like a palatable thing for our not gay audience. Hey, maybe they could just be exposed to the gay. I think it's 2021. It's, yeah. it's fine. Y'all are going to be fine. I'll recall that. Let, you know what you get. Not. The way I just clenched. Like. <laughs> it was, so the reason why I think about this so much is I think about cartoons, because that's my thing, right? It's it's anime and it's cartoons and it's animated stuff. And it's one of those, I sure wish y'all can do in live action all of this really cool stuff and storytelling that you do in cartoons, but we also know that, but we know what those responses are going to be. So a lot of the most, like, queer media that I've seen in modern times where you could just point to it and be like, oh my God, the gay is also like, it's like Steven Universe or like Owl House, which are, we love those things, by the way, absolutely love those things, but also like those people should be able to exist as real people, not as like animated people, but mm -hmm. like we're too busy going like, how do we make the not gays comfortable with mm. with that story they don't have to be right it's also like non-lgbt people who are like lgbtqia plus people who are listening to this y'all don't have to be comfortable with everything we can be comfortable sometimes for example going to parades for this whole month while we're talking about it because i'm wearing a harness on stream we can just be comfortable in the space that we don't have to make that space comfortable for you mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Maybe I'm not comfortable seeing yet another straight man in a polo and khakis. Like that's uncomfortable. 
Oh my god! I'm uncomfortable. I'm, just, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Can we leave the Chad verse out of this? Honestly, it's fine. <laughs> it actually, you know, it's an issue. I'd like end this again. This is the, like this is our last thing, so I'm not going to go off, but I may go off with sin later because I realize like how much media, not relating to gender or sexuality, how much media was designed since I've been watching TV, which is a long ass time. With the, with the express purpose of making somebody, making the viewer uncomfortable, knocking them out of their comfort zone, whether it was to teach them about racism, teach them about the environment, teach them about a really uncomfortable part of our history that we have swept under the rug. The fact is, you, it's, it, it used to be perfectly normal to switch on the television at 8 o'clock at night and see something that was like, holy crap, I, I need to talk about that now because I don't know like I the number one thing I'm thinking about is like the day after I don't know if anybody remembers that it was essentially like a fictional what would happen if nuclear war actually happened and it was dark and staggering and it was bleak and like we were talking in school the teachers had like prepared things to talk about the kids because you knew you watched it like media hasn't always been made to make people feel comfortable so Right. The fact that we have to suddenly introduce all of this in a way that audiences are okay with is bullshit. It, mm -hmm. it just is. Not to mention that, like, media is very comfortable showing in, like, shows like CSI and stuff like that. They're very comfortable showing the dead body of a trans woman, for example, and dissecting it and showing off the violence that she went through during that episode. But God forbid there's you know a primetime show in a primetime like network super popular for all audiences in which a trans person has a storyline and they're just happy and they just exist and they have a partner or they don't have a partner or there's a show like pose for example like why is that not like literally everywhere for example like why does it have to be on a special channel under a special membership under like this these all of these things like why do, why can't we have shows like that where there's queer joy and that's like for some reason that's not appropriate or that makes people uncomfortable but you're okay with showing violence towards those people or just to people in general really like you're comfortable showing someone like for example with the walking dead like sh showing people getting decapitated and all mm -hmm. that stuff and it's like Oh, but God forbid one of them is queer. Okay. <laughs> can I can I get a plus one eye roll on that for the amount of times <laughs> that I have ever seen like queer people being happy somewhere or having a relationship that just happens, you know, naturally and organically and then having people go, I don't know, that doesn't seem realistic. Why? Because they're not miserable. If you don't yep. get out of here. <laughs> and that mm -hmm. one of them dies tragically. Like Right. Right. One of them has to die. But I was like, the, one of the worst things that queer liberation ever did was is impose the heteronormativity. Like, we can be just as we can be just as miserable and normal as straight people. And I was like, but none of us are, okay? Like, none of us are though. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like everyone was saying, like, um, we need more representation in general, like more representation overall. And it's okay to also want and demand that it be more type of ways you don't have to just be happy oh but we but we gave you that queer character well 
we don't need another bury our gay story we don't need that what what i need is is you know someone just living their gosh darn life and like going and getting their morning coffee and then crossing the street and nothing happens just that's Mm -hmm. them that's their life i i want to see like like exactly what y'all said like i want to see queer joy i want to see queer normalcy like it can be just boring and normal and like give us that give us that and it's not it's not being too demanding to say like when when people come to you and they're like oh did you see that thing that had that one thing in it aren't you like so appreciative and glad that we gave you that one no no i want more no that wasn't good enough absolutely not Right. I had to watch two seasons for that. Two seasons. <laughs> Not the- <laughs> worth it. Give me more. Do do better. Do better. When- and also, don't get mad that, that oh. you showed me a show that was basically about like dating people that you couldn't see. The dating game, like a game show that was a long ass run, and then get mad for me for being on Grinder. Okay, I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> like- right. Okay. Nah. <laughs> or when the the cis uh the cis white gays are like, oh my god, didn't you see that RuPaul added a, a a trans contestant to the latest season? Don't you believe that? And you're like, okay, one one contestant. Okay. Okay. Great. Also, that he fought. That he fought against even adding. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And still, you know, reinforcing <sighs> the idea that like, you know, oh, we can have trans women now, but we can't have cis women because apparently there is a difference between cis women and trans women. Something to unpack. Something to unpack. <laughs> Honestly, that hair flip was. It said everything I wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say about like representation in media, and like this always comes out sounding spicy, but whatever, I have to. Spicy takes that... here today. Are you sure? What? <laughs> um, but Hold I on. care much, much, much less about fictional queer characters than I do about the success of real life queer people, and especially you see that a lot in games where people. Apex Legends are like, oh my god, there's a gay character in this, there's a trans character in this, and I'm like, okay, um, is their voice actor queer? Is the person who designed them queer? Is the person who did the rigging queer? Is anyone at that entire company queer? And if they are, do they have a voice? Because one thing that we hear about all the time is, yeah, marginalized people work there, um, but they also get paid and then also get microaggressed constantly and how mm-hmm. much of a say do they have in anything? I was really frustrated by this. I think at, at like the end of last year, there was a big list of like queer games that came out and like half of the top 10 were not made by any queer people. And as someone who really likes indie games, there are so many queer indie devs, sometimes solo devs, and the things that they make don't necessarily have queer characters because a lot of them don't have characters, period. It's like a pixel puzzle game with no human beings or speaking lines in it, and they don't get on the list because there's nothing queer about it. And that just does not feel right. As much as I do think representation in media is very important, I wish that that was something that got talked about more because people like, oh, well, a gay person mentioned that they were gay once in a comic that you have to have a special subscription to have access to uh-huh. so the game is queer now overwatch representation yeah they have overwatch for that time wow let's <laughs> call it out i mean honestly we can rattle off a few overwatch apex legends look if blizzard more. is gonna have the nerve to have a queer like rainbow shirt like every june like no we can talk about it yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's it's that idea as well of like are you doing it because you want to have representation or are you doing it because you want the pink dollars but um mm -hmm. that's yeah. literally what i was about to say we were talking about that before stream that like seeing everyone come through with their look we put us some of our characters on top of a rainbow flag don't you love us now uh i'm sorry what about all the content that you either got rid of destroyed didn't uh let surface only put in theory maybe maybe this character might be queer possibly but also not enough that we're going to be able to change it when we move markets <laughs> yeah. and mm -hmm. also can we talk about the fact that people do any of this stuff and they expect us to be impressed by this right like these people <laughs> these people exist i i don't know if you know this or not but like if you do what you were supposed to do in a game we don't owe you cookies for that. Yay. Right. You have put you have put a gay TM in the game. You have put five gays in the game TM. I mean, yes. Wonderful. Please continue. That's it. That's all we have to say. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mama, We've that's bare how, minimum. How low the bar is. <laughs> the people will praise the bare minimum so much. Mm -hmm. It's like you all the bars you, in you hell. Oh, fully. Yeah, nice we have circle. to pole dance down there, y'all, to, to, to reach the bar. <laughs> oh, you want to no. <laughs> um, I do, like, the, and I, I don't know, that always gets me for, like, the corporate June rainbow month because these company, a lot of these companies actually do have queer employees and they treat them really well. And I'm like, you don't need to wait for June to tell us that. Mm -hmm. You can have them telling their stories year round. You, you like, but all of a sudden it's like, you know, like I kind of, I went in a little bit on Microsoft and I had somebody saying, well, Microsoft is really good at their career employees. I was like, I know, I know they are. The only problem is, is that we only hear about it with like five people getting quotes in June on yeah. their webpage. And it's like, you could talk about that all the time. You could talk about your efforts to improve your working environment, which basically diversity does, you can talk about that year round. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the very specific historical or heritage month or cultural month to talk about those employees. Yeah. Because We're queer all year, all year, <laughs> you, all year. You know, year. a lot of those people like May 27th got like that email saying, hey, it'd be great if you could like show up for a photo shoot and give us a quote and we'd be really happy to put you on the website. Like, you know, like two <laughs> days before June, all of them got like an email like, so we're cool, right? <laughs> day one of june <laughs> like the day of pride they're like hi you exist right and you're like yes not for you though <laughs> not, not on not you. on my watch unless you pay more <laughs> um no but yeah for sure this has been such an amazing conversation y'all thank you so much we could go on and on and on and on but unfortunately we, we we have a life outside of this and we need to eat we need to sleep not me though. It's only eleven p.m. Let's no, be real. No, you. Yeah, um, no, you. Really. Yeah, <laughs> me and D are going to bed at like five a.m. Me and Ruby at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Be like, hey. Oh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yes, uh, once again, where can people find you? Let's go down the line from the the overlay on on screen, which is basically alphabetical order. If you didn't notice, <laughs> you're a lot so of organized. I love math. <sighs> Wow. You do? That's why I'm always last. Wow. Are you are you are you queer? Are you sure? Math? 
Are you sure? <laughs> I do love math. I'm here representing the gay people who love math. Nobody said it's a very small alphabet. percentage. <laughs> it's very, to be fair, I don't think a lot of straight people like math either. We've seen what the American education system has done to everyone with regards oh, well, to math. I... That's Dang. a whole other thing. Sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, you can say worldwide, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, work. Yeah. Why then? I'm just speaking of my experience. I'm like, yeah, it's not that much better here. Uh, but yes, uh, D, please. Yeah, so um, I'm D, D Naglife on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, YouTube. Uh, I play a lot of MMOs on Final Fantasy XIV focused, but I have uh, a niche in MMOs. That's uh, what you can find here. We're very queer and we're very safe. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you you log off. You ruined the entire layout. <laughs> yeah, everyone just disconnected. I just do a sin and be like, my internet's gone, everybody. That was the attack on my person. Wow. <laughs> well, came straight off of a ship from Bavel to deliver that attack. Oh, I do not understand. <laughs> not Bavel. I'm still stuck on Final no. Fantasy. Not, not the Final <laughs> Fantasy X reference. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, uh, <laughs> it's safe uh, out hi, here. I I'm... promise. <laughs> I'm uh, Jess. You can find me at go underscore JG in most places online, unless they wouldn't let me have it because they were poo heads. And then it's go Jess because that surprised my my name is actually my name. My username is my initials. Um, and uh, I do a wide variety of video game and tabletop role playing game content later in the month. Um, well, go follow my my Twitter specifically because I'm going to be opening up applications for anyone to play all gay games it's uh gonna be a third annual tabletop games day emphasis on the gay I uh so anyone in anyone in the lgbtqi2 plus community can play whether you've played a lot of games whether you've never played before at all we will uh help guide you through that fun process and we'll be raising funds for rainbow railroad um yeah a video games tabletop general nerdery and shouting about how we deserve better yes <laughs> lotus uh, my name is Lotus. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere online. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon are the main places that I go under. Lotus loves Lotus. Uh, I primarily play indie games, but I keep a very good variety because obviously that's a very broad category. Sometimes horror, sometimes uh, just messing around in multiplayer with the squad. And uh, I, on like more on Patreon and YouTube side of things, I like to be a little bit more critical about games and try to put in more thought into why they're good or why they're bad and things like that. So. Iconic behavior. Sin. <laughs> Hello. Um, you can find me here on Twitch or on Twitter at Sintiac Beta. Um, and talking about um, tabletop things. As a matter of fact, you can also, you will find me streaming this Saturday and playing Monster Prom because we date gay monsters during Pride Month. Yes. That's what we do. Um, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, Iconic. I don't know. I don't have. We we don't have other interesting things to say about me except for the fact that this harness is in fact iconic. I mean, everything about you <laughs> is. So that's you know. Truth. <laughs> and I'm I'm just I'm just going to assume that D still loves me after this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all love here, except the straights in chat. Just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> I'm Not kidding. kidding. <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> Anyway, Julian. 
Yes, uh, I am Julian, or the Juliancito, or the underscore Juliancito, if you want to find me on Twitch, Twitter, um, TikTok, pretty much anywhere on the interwebs. Uh, I play a variety of games, pretty much anything from Dead by Daylight, Animal Crossing. Uh, I, I'm playing currently an airport for aliens, currently run by dogs, which is a wonderful game, and you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I play a lot of indie games as well, and um, always always a good time and always down to have some, some serious conversation as well. You know, we like to keep it real and talk about things that are important and how they impact our culture and society. Yes, Urban Bohemian, hello. Um, yes, hello, hi, I am Urban Bohemian, uh, pretty much everywhere except TikTok because the person only has like three videos and they won't let go of the name, okay? It's a whole thing. Um, oh I mostly play a variety of games. I also do cooking streams and mixology and we do tabletop RPG. I'm on a long running D&D series, uh, Rivals of Waterdeep. Uh, which is actually sponsored by Wizards of the Coast, which I still can't believe I'm on every day, um, and uh, and lovely panels and chatting with uh, with fellow folks like this, which I really actually love and appreciate. And yeah, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places at Urban Bohemian. Yes, please follow all of them. I already yelled in my chat as this is being recorded on Twitch. I, redacted, follow them, do it now. Uh, follow all of them. And also follow me. I'm at Project Ruby in most on most platforms, uh, Twitter, Ko-Fi, YouTube, and um, yeah, the Project Ruby on TikTok. Same issue. Someone <laughs> took Project Ruby for no reason, and now I have to be the Project Ruby and sound slightly conceited doing it. So there's that. Um, yeah, just a lot of queer content, a lot of queer shenanigans, a lot of chaos for sure. Uh, this month I am going to be doing a couple of fundraising uh event situations. Right now I'm doing uh, Sega Pride, uh, so iconic behavior uh, right there. We started yesterday with Space Channel 5, which is queer rights, let's be real. <laughs> um, it's an incredibly chaotic, hard, but amazing game. Uh, and I'm going to be, uh, we're raising money for Mind Out, which is a UK-based LGBTQIA plus uh, organization that works with uh, LGBTQIA plus folks is ran by LGBTQIA plus folks and it's all about mental health and doing iconic things on that front and then later this month I'm going to do other stuff that I'm going to announce in other panels because this is a panel series that I'm doing for the month of June uh, this is normally a podcast but for Pride I was like I need let me make things harder for myself and let's invite 10 times the amount of people that I would usually have for my podcast so yeah, stay tuned next week for another panel. Panel, another panel, club, another panel. Don't go to clubs yet. You're not wow, vaccinated. No. Club. Stop. Anyway, um <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. We love you. Have a good one. <laughs>